For this I know, that God is for me. I know it. That's one, I don't have to question it. You know, it's like people say, well, I know they, they'll always be there. They've got my back. And, and it's good to, to have good relations like that and, 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 want, and believe the best for people. And, and I hope people will always follow through on that. But I can tell you, God will follow through on that. He will always be for you. God's going to be on your side. So we're thankful for the Lord tonight and just appreciate his word, what he does for us. And uh, I'm going to get into that tonight. And I feel like this will help us out some tonight. Maybe, maybe it'll make you look at dealing with some stuff a little differently. Uh, I know just some of it was, you know, it's kind of like those scriptures that are there and you read them. You're like, wow, I've read that so many times and just never really put it together like that and uh, help us deal with some things that we face or one thing in particular in Psalm chapter 56 in verse 1 through 4 Psalm 56 1 through 4 David said here be merciful unto me O God for man would swallow me up he fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up. For there be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. And tonight I, I want to maybe teach for a little bit on this thought and to help us free from fear that we could be free from fear would you pray for the lesson tonight and ask God to give us this word into good ground Lord we thank you for your word we thank you for the faith that it inspires for the confidence it gives and tonight I pray that our hearts will be good ground so that we can be better we can be encouraged and be strong do the things you've called us to do and we ask it tonight in Jesus name and everyone said amen would you give him one more hand clap for praise before you're seated tonight thankful for the Lord you can be seated thank you for being in the house of the Lord free from fear so he said be merciful unto me O God for man would swallow me up he fighting daily oppresseth me and then in the next verse mine enemies would daily swallow me up for they be many that fight against me O thou most high what time I'm afraid I will trust in thee and God all praise his word and God have put my trust I will not fear what flesh can do unto me and so a couple of things just to point out so that uh, to remind us so we're not caught off guard when things come our way is that this is a daily battle. You have an enemy who is relentless. I'm not trying to pat him on the back or give him any uh, accolades, but uh, he is good at what he does, and he is persistent. He is a roaring lion going about whom he may devour. And, and you have enemies, and David had enemies, and uh, if He's going to be after me daily. I cannot afford to take a day off from trusting God and seeking God because he's my help. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. 
from whence cometh my help. And so uh, he goes on to say that the time that I am afraid, I will trust in thee. So there is an option there. There's either fear or faith. What am I going to have? He makes a decision that is made and then lived that delivers him from fear. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. And those two things right there, that trust in God, trust in his word, removes fear from our life. But you got to decide that that word's true, and then you got to make a decision to live by his word. Fear will hold you prisoner, but faith will set you free. And the Lord wants you to be free. Don't you know that? In Luke chapter 4, the Lord goes into the temple and they hand him the scroll and he begins to read. And in, it says in 4 and 17, there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive. He's trying to set people free. And recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are bruised. The Lord wants us to be free. He's, and he uh, tells them later, he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled uh, in your ears. You can hear, if you've heard this, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. This is what God wants for us. This is what he came to do. But Isaiah also asked the question to the people, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Man, what we know about Jesus and all the preaching we have heard, it is enough to set us free from fear. What you know about him and what you believe about him and all the preaching that you've heard, that is enough to set you free from fear. His words, the scripture says, are spirit and their are life. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So that's why the psalmist said, I will trust in his word and it has freed me from the fear of what flesh can do unto me. It doesn't matter what I face in this world, this fleshly world where this, all this carnality is going on, all these things are happening. It doesn't matter. Uh, I am free from fear. It doesn't mean I'm not concerned. It doesn't mean I don't pray. It means that I'm not going to shut down. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to freeze. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to run because these are all things that fear produces. He said, I'm not going to fear because I've got a God. It doesn't mean that we won't be afraid. He said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in the Lord. But God wants us to be free from fear. There's nothing worse than being scared. I can remember uh, one time years ago, way, way back, I was just 15 years old, and I'd gone on a hunting trip, not like out of state, but I'd never been anywhere uh, just on a big property hunting, but I went with a, a friend of mine, and his dad, and we were on about 3,000 acres, and um, he said, just go off through there. We was at the camp. He said, just pick a direction, man. Go off in there and sit down somewhere. There'll be some deer coming. Well, 
I wasn't very experienced. I just had started hunting, so I'd go and I'd sit down. I said, well, this spot don't look good. I got up and I'd go and this spot don't look good. Before I know it, you know, I wasn't looking around paying attention really, I guess. And well, it started getting dark. I didn't know which way to go to get back. And, and there is a terrifying feeling comes over you when you know you are lost. I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't know which way to walk. And, I, man, I ain't looking at the sun or the stars. I ain't, I ain't got no compass. I don't remember. I saw a big old, I, saw, I believe I remember that big old rock. And I walked down and said, well, there's another big old rock. And I was like, oh. So, yeah, I was in trouble. And I ain't going to lie, 15 years old, a little panic was setting in because I said, it's going to get dark. And I don't know how far away I am now. How far did I walk? I don't know. What other kind of animals are in this wood? I don't know. I don't have a flashlight. All I got is a gun. I can't shoot in the dark. You know, everything's going. My head, my thoughts were running wild, and I just started walking, you know, and going and going. I hit this logging road, and I said, this has got to go somewhere. And uh, I followed it, and it came out on the main road and just happened to come out by this cabin I just noticed on the way there. And I was about a mile and a half from the hunting camp, I come walking back up that road. When I got back to camp, they said, you see anything? Didn't see a thing. I didn't tell nobody I got lost. <laughs> no, I didn't see nothing, man. Whew. But, you know, you're 15 years old. You ain't going to punk out and tell them you were scared. So uh, Fear. Pff, I ain't scared of nothing. Yeah, I was scared because all I could think was the news and everything. I, of course, we didn't have cell phone stuff back then. They'd have had to drive several miles just to get to a pay phone to try to call somebody. And I could see him calling my mom, saying, uh, we can't find him. He's in the woods on about 3,000 acres. So all I could think of was helicopters and dogs and things looking for me and how embarrassed I would be. I would probably hid because <laughs> I would have been embarrassed to be found. Fear, it'll get you, man. And it's, re it's real. It's there. And there's nothing like... Uh, that terror that comes over you when something happens or you get some kind of news, it's, it's, it's just, it's numbing, it'll freeze you, it'll paralyze you, it'll, it'll shut you down if you're not careful. But the Lord came to make sure that we were not prisoners to fear. He understands that fear is a weapon that the enemy uses, but he gave us power over all the power of the enemy. And we have power over fear. In John chapter 8, in verse 30, the Lord was speaking. He said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. There's that word again. You don't follow Jesus without the word. You don't have a relationship with him without his word. You can't just hang on to his coattail and hope you make it. He said, If you continue in my word, uh, there's going to be a commitment to the Word of God if you're going to be His disciple. And then He said, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then they answered Him, We be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. And how sayest thou, You shall be made free? I wonder what Jesus thought right there. Well, then what was that 400 plus years in Egypt? You know, a holiday, a vacation? 400 years you were a slaves to Pharaoh making bricks for him. Uh, you know, oh, no, we weren't slaves. We was just there farming. You know, we just, 
you're just occupying the land. No, you was captives. And then he said in verse 36, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. So continue in the Word, and you'll know the truth. So when you put uh, the truth will make you free, and then he says, and the Son will make you free, there's not two forces trying to free us today. There's just one. Because Jesus said, I am the truth, and you shall know the truth. Here's where we get mixed up a little bit because when we read that, Jesus is going to tell me, he told me, he said, I'm going to know the truth. And we think that that's just about doctrine. But the truth is a person. And you shall know the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. When you have a relationship with him and know him and know what he can do, let me tell you, you're going to be free. Because you know you've got somebody who can open any door. You got somebody that can deliver out of any situation. You got somebody that can heal any disease. And, and so the things that the enemy can scare you with, he's like, I got somebody watching my back. That's why David said, What time I'm afraid, I'll trust in him, the one that never leaves me or forsakes me, the one that sticketh closer than a brother. Now, the scripture says that the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. And Jesus even made sure that we understood that the Holy Ghost is not a it. It's a he. Jesus said further over in John, he said, and when he is come, the spirit of truth. So we ain't dealing with it. We're dealing with he. You've got to know him. And so if the son makes you free, the son is the truth. There ain't but one force trying to keep us free, and that's Jesus. That's our Lord. That's our God. God manifest in the flesh. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. That same God that David was talking about is the same God that walked on this earth and told them, if you know the truth, if you, you'll know the truth and it'll set you free. And if the Son will make you free, well, wait a minute, who's going to do it? The truth or the Son? They want in the same. But he came unto his own and they knew him not. And that's why they stayed in bondage. And that's why they stayed in fear. And that's why they could never go anywhere because they couldn't be delivered. They didn't know the deliverer. Jesus came so we could be delivered and serve him without fear. One of the great scriptures uh, in his, the story of his birth and uh, all the things about John the Baptist when he came was when Zacharias, John the Baptist's father, when he's finally, his tongue's finally loosed and he starts to speak, he says, uh, Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, he wasn't filled like we are. He was, the Holy Ghost was on him for operation. Just like it moved on Samson, so Samson could do great things. It wasn't the regenerating spirit that we received like they did on the day of Pentecost. But he was filled with the Holy Ghost and he prophesied. So he's not just shooting the breeze here. He's, he's moving under the word of the Lord. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham. And then listen that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Yeah. 
without fear. That we could serve God without fear, which is exactly how David started off that psalm. I've got enemies, people after me daily. And at what time I'm afraid, I'll trust in you. And then he said, I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. I do not have to be a slave to fear. I have the Holy Ghost. I have the Spirit of God inside of me. And when the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. It doesn't just, I'm not just talking about free from sin. I'm talking about free to not be troubled by the things that would stop you, make you stumble, make you quit, make you give up. That's why I can never understand how anybody that uh, has gotten the Holy Ghost, been filled with the Holy Ghost, ever walks away. But when you don't let the Spirit of truth operate, you can receive it and quench it because we are instructed not to quench the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is more than just us talking in tongues. It is the Spirit of truth that will lead us and guide us in all truth. It will help us get through every day. It will help us to understand that our enemies cannot defeat us. And while things may concern us, I do not have to be paralyzed with fear. I do not have to lay there and worry because that is not what God wants us to do. He said the whole thing here prophesied by a man of God through the Holy Ghost. The Lord wants us to serve him without fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. God wants us to be free. In 1 John 4 and 18, he said, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear has torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Now listen, God does not want us to be tormented. You know, what did you do when your kids, when they were little and they got afraid? You grab them, you hold them, you comfort them, you talk to them, you speak to them, you let them know you're there, you're reassuring them. And nothing worse than your kid comes running in the bedroom about 3 o'clock in the morning. Of course, that scares you. But when they're screaming, they, they've had a nightmare, there's something happened, they're terrified, they're crying because, it, man, it was real to them. They're, they're petrified, and that bothers you that they're tormented. They don't want to go back to bed because something's under the bed, something's in the closet, something's outside my window, you know, whatever it is. And so uh, just like parents worry over their kids, we don't want our kids to be tormented. You don't want them worrying. We, we, we try to protect them from everything. We don't want them worrying about jobs, about school, about money, about relationships, whatever. We don't want them to be worried, tormented, tore up all the time, afraid. And God doesn't want that for us. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, you can't just tell people not to be afraid. But you can when you think they should know. <laughs> you know I've told, uh, you know, trying to get them to jump off the, you know, the diving board when you're in the water with them and they're like, I can't, I'm afraid. And you're like, there ain't nothing to be afraid of. I'm right here. I'm going to catch you. You want to even go underwater, I'll catch you before you go under. You know, it's like, and, you, and part of you as an adult, you're like, don't you see I'm right here? And sometimes I think God's going, don't y'all know I'm right here? It's like, you're like, well, you can't just tell somebody don't be afraid. Yeah, you can because sometimes we ought to know where our help comes from. It's, 
we, we handicap ourselves and we try to uh, kind of comfort ourselves in this and maybe excuse ourselves a little bit by saying, well, you don't know. Listen, I, I may not know this and that and the other. I may not know what tomorrow holds, as the song says, but I know who holds tomorrow. And I do know that God is with me and that God is for me. And I know that God doesn't want me terrified and tormented. And I know that God can do anything. And sometimes we're just going to have to stand up like they did in this scripture and say, hey, God's for me. And be all right with that and not, and not just give in to fear. And I, I know, hey, he says, well, you don't know. I know God. And, and you know, when people say, well, you don't know, and I, they could turn right around and say, well, you don't know. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've faced. But I'm telling you, I've got confidence in God. I'm trying to help uh, you see that you can be free from fear. It didn't say you'd never be afraid. To be free, something ain't got a hold. If you're not free from it, it's got a hold on you. But, man, when you got the Lord... You breaking free from them from fear like Herschel Walker breaking free through tackles. <laughs> you just run through it. They can't stop you. And that's it. It's there. It lines up against you. It sets up a, a wall. You know, you're just running over it, stepping on it, walking over it, going through it, leaping over it. David said, man, I run through a troop and leap over a wall. Whatever they put in my way, it don't stop me because I've got a God. Why have we accredited that fear should have so much power? Why have we given fear so much credibility in our life and act like God can't free us from fear, that the Word of God can't stop us from fear? Fear has torment. God does not want us to be afraid. Now listen, people read this scripture about there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear and feels so bad. And worry, I'm, I'm, I'm so scared. I guess I ain't got perfect love. There ain't a soul sitting in this building got perfect love. I don't have, working on it. Ain't but one that was perfect. That's Jesus. God manifested in the flesh. God is love. You know who perfect love is? That's the Lord. And he said, you'll know me, perfect love, who is the truth. And if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. He's the son. If the son makes you free, you're free indeed. There is no fear of love, but perfect love. The Lord casteth out fear. So quit feeling bad about yourself. I'm going to be terrified. I'm going to have nightmares tonight because I, I, I don't know if I love my enemy. I don't know if I love them that despitefully used me. I don't know if I can love them folks that talked about me. Well, you're working on it. That's what, that's the best you can do. But I'm tell you what, he's perfect and he's love. And he cast out fear. In the name of Jesus, he said, what did he say? And these signs shall follow them that believe. Believe who? Him. In my name, who is perfect love. They're going to cast out devils. Here's the problem that we have with fear. Is that fear has got to be cast out we we have boiled down that fear is nothing more than an emotion but fear is that's how it shows itself but fear is a spirit what does the scripture say god has not given us a spirit of fear 
I read this in a book that Brother Arnold wrote. He said, here's the three C's. He said, you need to remember. You cleanse sin, cast out spirits, and you crucify flesh. He said, you cannot, you cannot wash a devil. You got to cast it out. He said, we've been trying to cleanse spirits and cast out the flesh. He said, but you crucify the flesh, you cleanse the sin, and you cast out the spirits. Fear is a spirit that needs to be cast out. You can't cleanse or crucify a spirit, you cast it out. In perfect love, Jesus, the truth, truth sets us free, the Son makes us free. God manifests in the flesh. God is love. God is perfect. Perfect love casts out fear. I'm going to trust in him. In what time I am afraid, I'm going to trust in him. It's going to take a walk when he gets there. The man that had the legion of devils, part of his problem, torment. You know why? Because it's fear. You know what happened to them devils? Cast out. Who done it? Jesus did. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed and in his right mind. In his mind, right mind. We're going to talk about that in a minute. You, you remember that now, in your right mind. He was in his right mind. Do you think he automatically forgot what he was like about 10 minutes earlier? But it didn't bother him because it had been cast out. And he was sitting at the feet of the one who done it. He's with me. You know what that man uh, tried to do when Jesus went to get on the boat? I'm going with you. Because I think that fear started trying to ease back up on him. And the Lord said, no, you're going to go and tell everybody what I've done and show what I've done. I need you to do it. So he went and told, back to the city and told everybody how God had blessed him. And, and he was reminded that what God had just done, don't sail away on the boat. It stays with you. Perfect love casteth out. Fear. That's why it's so important that we have a relationship with God and we stay in his word. We're going to still be visited by fear. I don't care how long we've lived for God, how long we've had the Holy Ghost, what card we hold. I don't care how often we preach or how we sing or what. It doesn't matter. We're still going to be visited by fear. But when perfect love operates in us, fear can't stay. It can't stay in the same place. It's got to go. If it stays, then it torments. And that's where stress and anxiety and anguish, apprehension, tension, sickness, meanness. Some folks, they get mean when they get scared. Just a reaction. Just like an animal. Sometimes an animal gets scared, man, he'll bite you. Fear. Pushing him. It happens to people. Only one thing can deliver us from fear. Psalm 34 and 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. He didn't just pat me and say it'd be all right. He didn't just put a Band-Aid on it. He said he delivered me from my fears. The Lord did that. Perfect love. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind 
is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Man, if that don't line right up with uh, what David said, I'm going to trust in him. What time I'm afraid, I'm going to trust in him. When you're in perfect peace, fear is not there. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. That guy with the legion of devils was now in his right mind. Keep your mind on Jesus, you're going to be all right. Keep your mind on what he's done, you're going to be all right. Listen now, listen. Fear comes to us through our thoughts. It's the same way that faith comes to us. Faith does not go straight to your heart. Faith comes by hearing. Where you hear at? What happens? Faith comes through your ears, goes into your mind, and then to the heart. You hear it and receive it, or you hear it and reject it. If you receive it, it leaves your mind straight to the heart. And that's when out of the heart is the way we act. That's why when we walk by faith, it's because it's in our heart. But if we reject it, it dies right there in the mind. It's the same way with fear. You hear it or you see it and it hits your mind and now you're thinking about it, dwelling on it, accepted it, and now it's in your heart. And you're paralyzed, you're stressed out, you got anxiety, you can't move, you can't do anything, you're paralyzed with it, you're you, nobody can be around you, it's, you know, whatever, however you react to it, but it will manifest itself. That's why the Lord said, I come to set at liberty them that are bruised. Because when that fear is on the, you know what a bruise is, it's something that happened below the skin that, that you can see it on the surface of the skin. Well, it's the same way with that fear. It gets inside and it will manifest on the outside. It'll stop you from doing what you're supposed to do. But if we keep uh, our mind on him, Perfect peace. Perfect peace. So when we hear the word, which is truth, the Bible says his word is truth. Well, the truth equals freedom. It also says when we hear the word, the word is spirit. Because the word, Jesus said, the word I speak is spirit in their life, where the spirit of the Lord is is liberty. Man, the word of God is freedom for us. It will help us. That's why the psalmist said, I have hid your word in my heart. He didn't pop his chest open and jam it in there. He heard it, accepted it, went to his heart. That's faith. And where that faith is, fear can't abide. There ain't no room for both of them. They can't, they, they can't mix. When fear meets faith, faith will win every time, every single time. We've got to have faith in God. In our minds, we've got to... Get our minds off of things. You, man, you dwell on things in your mind and it will get into your heart. And that ain't just fear. That's anything. That can be sin or any kind of thing. That's why David said, uh, you know, I don't know what had happened to him or that this psalmist that wrote that. He said, I've, I've hit it in my heart so I won't sin against you. He said, I'm trying to stop anything else from getting in. I don't want nothing else to, to get in there. But, you know, the Lord said, if a man looks at a woman to lust after, then he's already 
committed the action already. It's, it's there. It got in his mind. He dwelt on it. He thought about it. And now it's, it's going to manifest. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's, you keep thinking about it, thinking about it. It's going to happen. And so in uh, Philippians 4, 7, and 8, Paul wrote this. Um, and the peace of God, when do we get that peace? Keep him in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The two vessels that fear wants to dominate. Get in the mind, get in the heart. But the peace of God, go back to 7 for a second. Uh, the peace of God will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus who is perfect love, who is the Son, and if the Son makes you free, you're free indeed. He's the truth, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Well, you've got to have that relationship with him. Can't go on nobody else's faith. You can't go off nobody else's prayers. You got to have your walk with Him, so that you don't have to be terrorized by fear. Because you, you don't believe it or not, there's folks sit in church that are tormented by fear. The peace of God that'll keep your hearts minds through Christ Jesus. Verse eight, and then He says, "Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure." lovely, good report, and if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, do what? Think. Let your mind be full of the things of God. Let your minds be full of positive things. That's why you need to read the Word, listen to the Word, listen to preaching so you, of the Word so you can have faith. You need to sing songs in your heart, make a melody in your heart. You need to make sure that you are covering your mind and your heart and putting these kind of things in there. That's where you think, with your mind. Some people don't think. Don't know if they got a mind, but some people want to give you a piece of their mind. Listen, think on these things. Honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, praise. Think about these kind of things. Because if you think of all the things that are opposite of that, it manifests too. If you think about meanness and ugliness and lying and thievery and, and all kinds of things like that, guess what? That shows up too. When you, hey, bitterness, the scripture warns us against bitterness. You know where that starts? Because you're bitter over what you saw or what you heard. Hits you right in the brain. You know what you need to do? Kick it out. That's not just. That's not pure. That's not lovely. Get out of here. I'm thinking about good things, positive things, so that it does not get in my heart. I don't want a root of bitterness taken uh, up in my heart, so I'll be defiled by it. So the peace of God keeps your heart through Christ Jesus, and then he gives us a whole list of things that we can think about. You are, you know, we always say you are what you eat but you are what you think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts. He was talking to people who were thinking evil. You think evil, it produces evil. You think good, it produces good. From your mind to your heart to manifestation. So if you are always thinking of things that scare you, if you can't get that stuff out of your head, you're going to always live afraid. But Jesus said, get that stuff out of your mind so it won't get in your heart. I'm afraid of that. 
You know, he gave us his word. I'm afraid, but he gave you his word. And his word has got an answer for every situation. In Luke 24, the disciples have seen the Lord beat to pieces, humiliated, mocked, watched him die, watched him stab him in the side. They buried him in a tomb, and they're all, they're scared. And they're all holed up in this upper room. Don't know what's going to go on. He shows up. Peace. <laughs> I guarantee you there wasn't no peace <laughs> right then, not for them first few moments. But, you know, what happened? He, he, he's looking at them, and it says that they were terrified and they were affrighted. Affrighted. They was frightened. That's King James, affrighted. And he's looking at them and he says, while these thoughts are rising in your heart, he can see already. You know why? Because they had seen him die. They had heard all the things that went on there and it was in their mind. And they had thought about it and said, dead people don't just pop into the room. You did a lot of things while you was here, but popping up in the room saying, peace be still, wasn't one of them, especially after you were dead. This ain't like Lazarus. This is a whole new trick. And dead people don't just pop in the room. So I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I love folks, but when they go, just let them go. I don't need them. I don't need them showing back up. I mean, whoo. Because in first few moments, until they can tell me something like the Lord sent me, then I be, might be all right. But until then, there's, there's problems. <laughs> Fear, man. But you, here's what he said. He said, behold me. Now listen. Now he's the word made flesh, right? And the word is truth. And the psalmist said, I'm going to praise God's word, and I'm going to trust his word, and I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. So we know that the word brings that freedom from fear. He says, behold me and handle me and see. I'm not a spirit. I'm not a ghost. I'm, I'm really here. So the less we handle the word of God, the more trouble and fear will arise. He's, you know what happened after they handled him? Everybody got happy. They were still blown away. They had to watch him eat. <laughs> he ate a honeycomb and a piece of fish, and then he talked to them about things, and they said they, they had some joy, but they were like, Whew. but then they followed him on out to the edge of the city. He blessed them, and so they returned with great joy. Wasn't afraid anymore. And how much fear could we alleviate if we would make sure we're spending time with the Word of God? Because the, the less, he said, handle me, you'll understand. And ain't nothing that'll get rid of fear like understanding. I just need to know what's going on. Man, if right now all of a sudden we heard big booms and stuff going on outside or a bunch of popping and we had no idea we can't see, people would start getting scared. If somebody fixing to run in shooting us, we don't know what it is. Everybody's kind of nervous, sweating, panicking, done got hot. 
Run, look out the window. Somebody's shooting off firecrackers. Okay. Everything's fine. Understanding will alleviate fear. You know where you get understanding? In the Word. That's where we get understanding for our lives in the Word of God. Brother Arnold said this in this book I was reading. Um, he said, how we handle what we see and hear will determine whether or not we give birth to fear of faith. It's how you handle what you see or hear. Put up, uh, let's see, 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. He said, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And so our mind is the battlefield. That's where it's taking place. And he said what our weapons are meant to cast down imaginations, get them out. out of, get, when you hear something and all of a sudden, man, you're, some folks got a very active imagination. As soon as that imagination gets wild, whew, we've got something. We've got the Word of God. We've got the Spirit of God, and, and we can cast that imagination down. We can get rid of it. And then it's things that exalt itself against, against the knowledge of God. It's trying to stop you. It don't want you to know that God is a healer, a deliverer, a savior. He wants to keep you in fear, tell you God don't care. God won't help you. Try to tell you everything opposite that God is, and then... Uh, we can bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So how we handle what we see and hear is going to determine whether we give birth to fear or faith. We've got to be careful what we think. Job, we know the story of Job. Chapter 1 and chapter 2, his life, ceases to be as he knew it. He loses all his possessions. His children die. His health is afflicted. He's in terrible, terrible shape. And we know that he falls down. We know that he's worshiping. We know that God has said, man, he's just perfect. He's upright. He hates evil. He fears God. There ain't another one like him in the land. God's already uh, laid his resume out for the devil and Told him, said, you can do what you want to. He won't turn and curse me and die, anything like that. But do you think that Job was never afraid? Because this is what Job said in Job 3 and 25. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Somewhere in the middle of living right, he had thought about what it would be to lose everything. Oh, any, any of us do. You know, sometimes you, you know, if we see somebody that we're close to, if, if they lose a loved one or something, well, we start thinking about that. Man, what is that going to be for me? And, and you know, and, and, you know we, we, we have thoughts. It doesn't matter how much Holy Ghost you got. Sometimes you're going to just have those kind of thoughts. But when you keep dwelling on them, when they keep staying there, when they keep uh, hanging out, eventually... It, it, we always talk about, hey, be careful what you say. Words have power. What you think has power. Because it'll manifest in you and in your life. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. 
And so he's saying, the thing that I greatly feared, I love God, I believe in God, I worship God, but I'm so afraid of this, so afraid of that. That's what came upon him. You know who knows what makes you afraid? The devil. The Lord just gave permission, but the devil said, this is what I'm going to do. The Lord didn't tell him, go kill his kids and take his possessions. It was the devil. He knew. Yeah, I, I was hanging around Job's house one day, and I heard him sitting there thinking, man, what if I lost everything? Be careful about what you think. So it's not just our words, but what our minds dwell on. What we think about will become our lives. It will manifest because it comes from here to here, and it becomes your walk. As a man thinks, so is he. So our minds need to be on the Lord. I'm getting close to, to ending here now. The armies of Israel and David find themselves in the same place one day. And there's a giant, Goliath, defying the armies of Israel. David hears the same things that these soldiers hear. He hears the same thing that Saul hears. But there's two reactions. These, they had been there for a while because Goliath came out day after day. They had sat there and listened to him threaten them, and they believed it because they was hiding behind their tents. They were hiding behind trees. They would not come out and fight. And they're the armies of the living God. It had got here, and it had got here, and the whole army, forget fighting fair. Let's all bum rush this guy and kill him. Mm-mm. No, you hear what he said? Yeah, he's one guy. Yeah, he's big. How many people we got with a bow and arrow? Shoot 68 arrows at him at one time and see what happens. <laughs> Somebody do something. Fear froze him. David comes rolling up in his shepherding clothes with his little sling bag and his, he, I guess that's the original sling bag. That was a pretty good joke. I don't know what y'all doing. <laughs> he gets out there. Man, who is that talking about God? And who's that defying our God? And, and what's going on, man? How come ain't nobody, ain't nobody fighting? Why y'all back here hiding? Because David had something else that went here to here. He knew that God could deliver because, I don't tell you, I don't care. You know, David was just a little dude. Little people don't go fighting lions and bears without God. You don't have that kind of courage. I don't care if you're a big guy. You don't just say, hey, I'm about to jump this lion right here. I'm about to jump this bear. If I was sitting in that field, and that bear come by and said, I'm hungry, pick you one out. If I ain't got a rifle, call your friends because I ain't fighting you. <laughs> Let me tell you what, David knew what God could do. He said, you know, he told Saul, don't be afraid. I'll go. All right. 
nice knowing you, but he went out there and he come back because he didn't stand hiding and afraid. He ran out to meet that giant. He said, you can bring all the weapons you want. I know what a spear can do. I know what a sword can do. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. And his faith, what happened when Goliath hit the ground? All Israel got happy. And they, they took off, started pursuing. Because the fear was removed. They had been cast out. They were gone. So uh, David has something else that manifested in his life. He knew what God could do. He knew what the power was in the name of the Lord. So he ran out and met him. He was running out. In what time I'm afraid, I'll trust in you. That's, that's the way the psalmist did. David, uh, now, show you how it works again. A little while later, we see David on the run from Saul. And he's afraid. He's fearing for his life. I mean, David is like, man, there ain't but one step between me and death. Saul's right after me. He was so afraid in one place that he made himself like a crazy man, let spit run down his beard and talked crazy and everything like that. Wait a minute, this is the one that they were saying, he's killed his ten thousands and the one that killed Goliath. And Yeah, but you know what happens? Sometimes folks get a little older and they don't think the same way about God as they did when they first jumped out there. Hey, don't let time rob you of your faith in God. Call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions because you knew God could do anything. Don't change your thoughts on God. Now, it's not sin. I'm about to be done. It's not sin to be afraid, but it's a sin to stay afraid. You can't trust God when you're just focused on the problem. If all you're looking at is the problem, because you can't focus on two things at once unless you're way back, then you can kind of, but, but you can't focus. If you're, all you're doing is looking at your problem, it's just downloading into your brain. You can't focus on your problem and God. The Lord said, Peter, come. I know it's storming, it's winds blowing, waves are crashing, but come on. And while Peter's looking at Jesus, he's walking on water. But when did it say he began to sink? When he looked at the wind and the waves, said he began to be afraid. When he got his eyes off the one who had spoke to him, I gave you a word that would let you walk on water. I gave you a word that would let you walk on what would drown you, that would get you here. Do you think I would call you here for you to die? But as soon as he got afraid, he started to sink because fear and faith can't stay together. And one's going to go. And so you keep your mind on Jesus, your eyes on him. Keep serving the Lord. We have and will all feel and experience fear. Just don't let it dominate you. Don't let it rule your life. Faith is the antidote for fear. When you run to the throne, the scripture says we can run boldly to the throne of grace that we may find help in our time of trouble. When you run to the throne, that's faith. That's his word. When something starts happening, you run to him. 
You keep your eyes on Him. You think about Him. Jesus. His Word is truth. He's a liberator. Sets you free. And you shall know the truth. Remember, that's more than just a doctrine and a set of rules. I'm talking about He's the truth. When you know Jesus, and you should know Jesus, and Jesus will make you free. He's the Word made flesh. Revelation said he had a vesture wearing it, and it said, Word of God. That was his name, the Word of God. And if we know him, the truth, it will set us free from fear in every area of our life. God wants us to be free in every area of our life. So when you know the truth, it can keep you from anything. You don't have to, have, you don't have to let anger, bitterness, any of that stuff rule you. But you cast that, that fear out. Cast it out in the name of Jesus. You can cast it out. It's a spirit, and it'll torment you. But you can just tell fear, you got to go in the name of Jesus. Honey, you can come to the music. Stand with me tonight. Last scripture, Paul said this in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He knows where the battleground's at, and he, he understands that what I've given you is going to hit here, and if it's here and you receive it, it's going to go here. And then what you think about me, because you know, the Bible says as a man thinketh in his heart. It's, it's connected. You know, you don't actually have thoughts in this heart that's going. It's not talking about that muscle. It's, it's like your mind, your soul, all that's connected. At, at mind. So how, how can a heart think? From here to here, they're connected. And so God, God has not given us a spirit of fear. And so I only want what God has given Spirit, that, that spirit of fear comes from somewhere else. One place it said, we have not received again the, the well, it just went right out of my head. Spirit of bondage, whereby we fear. We have not received again the spirit of bondage, whereby we fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You got somebody looking out for you. You got somebody on your side. So don't let fear dominate you. In what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. The Lord desires you to serve him without fear. Let's come gather around the front tonight and pray for a moment. Just lift our hands to him. Maybe if you want to kneel tonight. Let the Lord comfort you. If you've got a spirit of fear that's been bothering you, something that's been tormenting you, why don't you get rid of it tonight? Cast it out in the name of Jesus. It's got to go. Lord, I'm going to keep my eyes on you. And fear has got to go. I'm going to keep watching you, Lord. And I will not be afraid. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I'm thankful we've got a God so mindful of us tonight. One place it says that he is the God of all comfort. That's why he's good at getting rid of that fear. Thankful for him tonight. So you go out, be victorious in whatever it is that's been bothering you. You just cast it out in the name of Jesus. And think on these things, good things, pure things, lovely things, good report, any praise, any virtue. Think on those things. Let God set you free. God bless you tonight. Thank you for being in midweek service. We love you. And you are dismissed in Jesus' name.